guys, welcome back to another episode of We Believe, Do You? I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And before we get on with today's uh, interview, which it, I'm like super excited about this, are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try not to like word vomit a whole bunch of questions, but we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so it was a uh, Thanksgiving holiday over... Like, Recently. Uh, recently yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and i went to go visit my dad we always joke that there's like a ghost there because doesn't it feel like there's like something there or? well i mean i never joked about it before but yeah. like there was definitely stuff that would, i guess happened occasionally but you know as you, people usually do just kind of like blow it off yeah um and then uh i think i ended up like kind of i was doing work after i got home you know, finish. I was finishing up some work when I got home in the morning from my night shift, and kind of saw like a man standing in front of me and stuff. Oh, that was so creepy. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I didn't tell anybody about it except for Michelle, I think. And uh, and then uh, I think. Yeah, and you said, uh-huh. "Oh, sorry, I was going to say you said you're like half awake, half asleep, right?" Like you're <clears throat> yeah, I was kind of like, kinda like yeah, I was kind of starting to doze off, and then all of a sudden I see like this man standing. Uh, in front of me in front of the kitchen table and as usual you know um i'm uh like i only get to see like the bottom half of the person and as soon as i start getting to the head like i never get to i usually rarely get to see their face it's very rare yeah i'd always i always get that feeling like someone else is in the room with me or just kind of there (laughs) it's not even just like the bedroom that grandma's in it's just kind of everywhere Sometimes it'll like pop up, like someone's just walking, walking by. And I'm like, what is that? Um, yeah. Yeah. So we got that message from Ruth recently and, um, and she was talking to us about how, well, it was actually a few weeks ago, right? That she was, she told yeah, us that like she was weeks. asleep and that dad was there next to her. And then, uh, Fluffy, their dog was there next to her as well. And, um, all of a sudden she felt kind of like the sheets got flipped off of her feet or something. Was it mm-hmm. right? But then or she like and- pulled. <clears throat> yeah. And so she thought first that it was maybe my dad and then, but my dad was laying there and then she thought it was a dog too. But since she saw both, since she saw both of them there, she was like, Oh, it must've been, uh, you know, my mother-in-law, my grandmother, you know? And, uh, but no, my grandmother wasn't in the room. She usually doesn't go into the room, you know, if they're uh, they're both there and stuff like that. So, yeah, she ended up having that happen. And then apparently she she must have told you because she didn't tell me about the second instance. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, she didn't yeah, tell me. Just, I mean, yeah, like she felt like that, that tug, I guess, of the sheets or whatever. But then also she felt like somebody like grabbed her foot and like yanked on it. Hmm. And she, I mean, same thing, thought like, oh, for sure, like it's dad but he uh he was asleep like it it wasn't him she was kind of like freaked out by it yeah so um yeah it was just it was weird because again i think this time the second time i don't think dad was there i think i want to say that that, wasn't not in the same time like same no no i think she said the second time was when dad was on call so he wasn't even there yeah so and then I know you said that when you were here or when you were here, that you, you felt like somebody was watching you and stuff like that. Or is yeah, it other like times always. as well? Oh, no, really? it's, just, it's just always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I have, <laughs> grandma was like giving me shit for like covering my entire face with pillows, but that's kind of how I keep 
like that's how sometimes I have to sleep. Like if it just feels like this, like intense, like somebody's in the room or someone's just staring at me and I'm just like, I just want to go to sleep. I just cover my entire face with pillows and then I can't feel it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how I deal with that. So that was that Thanksgiving, right? Okay. So now uh, we want to go ahead and introduce Joseph Mendez. Um, I actually, again, saw him on a Facebook group because uh, ever since we started the podcast, I joined a few of them. Uh, and, uh, I saw that he kept kind of like posting and he, like, he's a paranormal investigator. And I was like, you know what? I think it'd be pretty interesting to, to have somebody on like that. Cause, uh, I don't know. I, we've like been really interested in that, in that kind of stuff for a long time. And I know we've dabbled, but never really. We you want know. to, but we're, we're too chicken shit to actually do it. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> what, she, what she said. But, uh, yeah, Joseph, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes. Yeah, so uh, my name is Joseph Mendez. Um, I am a paranormal investigator here in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, I recently just uh, honestly got back into it and started a, a new um, YouTube channel and YouTube show called The Paranormal Journal. Uh, so that's my main focus right now that I've been working on. So um, I've been doing paranormal investigations almost my entire life, but just really not out there in the public. I haven't made myself there to available to a lot of people and stuff. It's just been something that I've been doing on my own. Uh, as far back as being a kid, uh, as probably around 15, 16, I really got into it back then. I was a huge fan of like the X-Files and, you know, all the shows back then before, you know, the ghost hunting shows made it big. Uh, that was my thing. I, I loved it. You know, I absolutely loved it. Um, because I grew up in a family full of, full of the, the stories and full of the background within it. Um, my family had tons of stories, uh, ghost stories, you know, things, sightings that they've seen throughout San Antonio. And if you know, Texas and San Antonio, uh, it's filled it's, it's filled with stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I've been doing it for a very long time and just recently decided to make it kind of a public thing. And, and I've been into filmmaking and writing and, um, I have another show called the fermentation sessions where we, we go around and talk to uh, local breweries, uh, small batch craft beer, uh, breweries. And so, you know, uh, we're on downtime during the quarantine and, um, you know, a lot of things that were happening in my house led me to really just jump back into it. Um, and I can go into more detail about that uh, in a little while. But um, yeah, that that's basically me in a nutshell, man. Uh, I've uh, that's it's my passion now, and something that it's always been. But um, really diving into it and making it more of a public thing is what I'm doing now. So it's it's, it's a pretty interesting field now, and it's grown so much since you know back in the day. You know the the equipment and the research that goes into it has gotten so much better. So it's it's really cool to jump back into it. Yeah, and do you think uh, because of quarantine and and everything that's going on that um, a lot of people have had more time to kind of like. Uh, I don't know, like want to get into this or start doing this kind of investigation and stuff like that? Well, that's how it happened to me, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I've been living in my place. It's a small little condo complex, like a giant apartment, basically. And it's a pretty old, old complex. So the wood, the floors are made of wood. And anytime you're walking in the house, you can hear like footsteps. Like you will hear the footsteps if you're in my room. If you're in the living room, you hear everything, you know, basically the floor above you. Uh, the steps, when you walk in the steps, you hear solid footsteps. You know, even when the dog comes downstairs, I can, I know when he's coming downstairs, he's a big boy so uh you know during the quarantine uh for us you know we're home you know three months it was three whole months that we spent here and uh we just started to notice a lot more so you know being here for the past five years we'd hear little things here and there but you know for the most part we thought maybe it was raccoons because there's a bunch of raccoons are in the area uh but the footsteps started happening and we're like what like we'd be down the stairs watching a movie and i'm looking over and i'm seeing my wife i'm seeing my daughters there and my dog and i'm like 
so who's upstairs? You know, so it started getting just very active. And I think the fact that we were here at home more often, we were able to realize it more. So I think, yeah, if people are staying home and, and staying indoors and not leaving their homes, I, I think, you know, some people probably did notice a little bit more than, than others. So that's yeah. what got me back into it. So, you know, I'm here hearing these things and, and, and just experiencing stuff. My daughters are saying, you know, that they, they felt somebody coming down the stairs with them when nobody was going down the stairs with them, you know, little things like that. So, you know, I'm online and I'm like, let me see if I can go on the, the ghost stop shops and everything and see what, what they got there. And, you know, we we're getting the, a little bit of that quarantine money coming in that, you know, we were doing pretty decent. So I was like, well, I got a few extra bucks. If people are buying TVs and bikes, let me, uh, let me buy some, some equipment here. And uh, yeah. So um, my wife at first was very like, no, you better not, you know, not in this house, you know, do it outside the house. But I'm like, but, you know, what's happening here is inside the house. You know, I want to get back into it. I've actually heard in a lot of like the paranormal podcasts, I guess, that I listen to that since quarantine, like you said, people are in their houses more and like they're starting to notice like there's been a spike in par paranormal activity, I guess, essentially. Mm -hmm. But it's just, yeah, that people are home and are forced to kind of be in their spaces now more. Than yeah, before. they're noticing it. Yeah. And it's yeah. just funny because, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on both ends of it. So, you know, I, I'm one of those where I now with the show and everything, I, I don't want to be one of those shows where it's all, you know, I don't want to say stage or elaborate because I'm not going to talk smack about those, the ghost hunting shows because they're interesting. They're fun to watch. I He's love talking them. about ghost adventures, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, what was cool is, you know, so getting into it and getting back into it, like really in depth again and just trying to see if there's new things that I, I, I haven't, you know, seen or learned, uh, you know, watching some of YouTube I mean, YouTube is like the gateway to knowledge, you know, anything you want to learn, you go to YouTube now. You know, there's there's no reason for school anymore. So, uh, you know, I came across a few shows and there was one that I just really loved and it's called The Haunted Side and they're on YouTube and they're great, man. And I, I love them because there's no BS behind them. They're just basically out there having fun going to these really cool haunted locations in Nevada mainly. And uh, they bring other other. Uh, paranormal investigators on and and when i was watching their show i was like man i, I really want to do something like that you know we're not we're not doing fermentation sessions right now so let me let me see if i can start doing something like this get my camera guy on board with me and and yeah he was all for it and so we basically just decided that's what we're going to do we're going to go back and start you know this youtube channel and and you know whether whether it gets big or not you know it's all good but you know it's all about you know fun and and i guess giving that knowledge out to people too, to show that it's not all the oohs and the ahs and you don't hear something all the time. Uh, so you know, like our first episode, we, we did the Gunter hotel down uh, downtown and uh, you know, we stayed there from 6 PM all the way till about 8 AM and all night stayed up all night uh, trying to record evidence and, and document evidence. And we got 28 minutes of an episode out of it. That's it. You know, because you know, most paranormal investigators will tell you, you know, sometimes you don't even get anything. We could have gotten nothing that night. We were fortunate that we, we had some stuff happen to us and, and it was pretty interesting when it did. So, um, you know, we made it what we could out of that episode. Do you think that shows like, we won't name names, but shows where like they kind of go, um, they're, I'm going to name names. Shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, you know, they, they exaggerate a lot and like the reactions and stuff. Do you think that shows like that are kind of detrimental to like what actual paranormal investigation is like, or, what do you how do you feel about that i think they do i think they do the, the right steps like so the thing i will respect about them is when they do debunk stuff uh you know it's pretty cool because they're sort of debunked you know and things like that and a lot of shows will say they, they they're trying to find an actual reason um of course you know it's it's about the money man that's their job they they got to do what they got to do and um I, I i like how it brings the fascination into it because heck without without those shows nobody would be looking and searching on youtube for the shows that i'm trying to make or you know uh, these other guys are trying to make them um but you know it, it's one of those where 
some research I feel it's because ghost hunting isn't a proven science. It, it's not, it's not a proven fact-based science and, and a lot of people won't recognize it. Uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, um, Great Britain and all these other places, England, um, they, they are trying really hard to make it an actual fact-based science and they have, they have classes over there um, that yeah. you can partake in and stuff. And here it's not, that's not the case. So I think there's a lot more, technology going into it now and, and fact-based technology that you can document that's really helping make it, you know, uh, a, a more proven science. And I think those shows, you know, they're pure entertainment and, and they do show the right steps to it, but they use a lot of old school technique, um, which makes it even more fascinating. It makes it feel like they are getting results. So, you know, I, I can't dog on them. Um, I don't think it's detrimental. I, I think it's more of uh, you know, uh, if people really want to learn, they have to go to the people that aren't making the shows to be honest, yeah. you know, yeah. they, that that's, they have to experience it firsthand and see that that's how it really happens. Um, but yeah, I think for me, again, I am going to name names. Like for me, <laughs> ghost hunters is more, um, entertainment. Theatrical. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. yeah, a lot more theatrical. I, I, I enjoy it because of just the reactions that they have, like the evidence that they get stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's fun to watch and stuff. And it gives you that kind of like chills feeling and stuff like that. The, the show that I feel like does it, and again, I'm not a paranormal investigator. So it's like me, when I watch medical shows, I'm like, okay, well that's wrong. Or that's, you know, you know, this and that. So I can't really, since I'm, I don't do that, you know, for a living or, or do it often. Like I can't really say, oh, you know, this is right. This is wrong. But for me, ghost hunters, I feel like they're, they're a little bit more inclined to not overreact to everything. They do overreact to certain things, but not as much as I feel like ghost hunters does. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're more inclined to debunk things than ghost hunters is. So like yeah. that's the, the big difference I feel between the two shows. I could be wrong, but I was, yeah, I was just gonna say we call it overreaction, but I can guarantee I would react the exact same way that they do in Ghost Adventures because <laughs> yeah, you, like just freak out, freak so. out. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> if you get a chance, like you know, if you watch our our, our episode on YouTube, uh, there's a there's a part where I freak out, and that's legit, like straight up, like uh, you know, holy, shit, like I freaked out um, because yeah. it was unexpected. I, I didn't expect it, expect something to happen, and um, basically, I, I set myself up in a tub uh, in the bathroom. Uh, I, I had my entire team, the camera, my, my wife, everybody leave the, the hotel room. And basically the story is, uh, if you haven't heard about the Gunter Hotel room, uh, uh, 636, um, there was a murder that apparently happened in that room in, in 1965 by a guy named Walter Emmerich. And he basically took a woman there. Nobody knows who the woman is, who she was, but they know who he was. Uh, he went into the room, was there for a few days with this woman. And the day of his checkout, a maid went into the room, opened the door um, and saw there was the room was covered in gulf of blood. Like it was, I mean, just covered in blood everywhere. And they saw Walter standing there with like a, I guess it was a box or some, some items in his hand. The, the maid just freaks out, screams. He looks at her and holds his finger up to his mouth. And is like, Shh, like to be quiet. She still uh, freaks out. No. Yeah. He, she still freaks out and she's still screaming. So he bolts out of the room um, and goes out. Sorry about that. And he goes out and um, basically he, uh, he bolts out of the room and uh, goes out of a fire escape and, and they never found him again. They didn't find traces of him because the maid and everybody starts doing their cheese thing and going, talking to everybody before even calling the cops. It's like an hour later, the cops finally show up. The dude's gone, man. It's raining. The, 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 the blood trail from the street is gone. They can't find him, but they never found a body. They never found a body. 
but you know the the, the medical examiners concluded like man whoever lost this blood is dead like there's no way this person walked out of this room and there was no body when they went in there so um one of the, one of the bloodiest rooms and pieces of, of flesh and things like that that they found was in the bathroom so after talking to the hotel management and, and talking to people about the room we discovered that that bathroom is basically still the same bathroom all they did was cover up one side of the room they they boarded off one half of the room and extended it to another side. So half of the room was renovated and the whole room number changed to 620. So the and 636 is now across the hall, but it's 636 was 620. You know what I mean? So anyway, so I did this experiment and uh, I was like, well, you know, uh, we had talked to people. We had went a week earlier just to, you know, scope out the hotel and everything. And um, we met some people that were actually staying in that room that night. And they were like, you know what? My wife tried to go into the bathroom. She felt just ugly. She felt so ugly walking into that bathroom. Um, she didn't even want to go in there. So I was like, hmm, so there's a lot of energy going on there. So let me, let me, let me think what we can do here. So um, sure enough, I did this experiment where I had everybody leave the room. I didn't want anybody but me inside the hotel room. I locked myself in the bathroom, set up two night vision cameras and laid inside the tub. And I tried to, you know, communicate and make some contact with whatever's in the room. And I set up a REM pod. Um, and if people don't know what the REM pod is, it basically uh, detects uh, a break. It sets up a, a field, electromagnetic field um, of energy around the antenna. So if anything breaks that field, it alerts you it goes off. It lets you know that there's something there. It detects any kind of static energy, electromagnetic energy. Uh, so I put one on the, the, the wall above me and I put one on the floor outside the tub and I just laid there and I started, you know, making, trying to make contact. And at one point I'm putting something up and as I'm leaning forward, yeah, I didn't go near the REM pod at all. It just goes off. So imagine being in a pitch black room and you just see this loud red flashing light go off, which, you know, you didn't set off, you know, it triggered. And, you know, I, I just, I freaked out. I was like, holy shit. Like, I was like, oh man, and I, I was just laying in the tub and I'm like, man, at that point, I'm like, this was a bad idea. Like, I was yeah. like, um, so it was pretty, it was pretty interesting. So that happened. Um, I did get an EVP, um, electronic voice phenomena on, on my, my voice recorder in there as well. Couldn't really make out what it was. Um, so if you watch the shows, you'll hear it, that they put disembodied voices. So that's basically what we put because we couldn't mm -hmm. make out what it was. Um, but yeah, so the, the bathroom experiment was really cool. It was very interesting in that room. So the freaking out part, it happens to, to most of it. I think yeah. that's, and I think that's what most paranormal investigators get out of it. It's that a little bit of that adrenaline rush. rush this. Yeah, yeah, man. Cause you don't know what the hell you're dealing with half the time. You know, you don't know if it's good or evil. Um, you know, cause I'm a firm believer and, and a lot of people who do this will tell you that, you know, they're firm believers in you know, the good, the evil presence and demonic spirits, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, if there was a ghost in there, that was Walter Emmerich, which they believe is the one that's still in there, you know, um, I'm in there with the stone cold killer. So, uh, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. I think that's what that freaks. That's what freaks me out most about, you know, even considering doing it is just the, 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 I guess the, the fact that you just attachments and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, that's what, because I know we've talked, I've talked about it in uh, other episodes, but, um, again, I told you, we kind of dabbled in it a little bit. I did, some EVP stuff before. And, uh, just in that small amount of time that I started doing EVPs or trying to get EVPs, uh, stuff started happening more frequently in the house that, you know, actually the house I'm currently in right now. Um, and, uh, so that's always kind of what, um, freak would freak me out about even considering doing it, you know, more often is just having more attachments and more things happen and stuff like that. So how, 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 I mean, have you ever had any attachments or, and if you have, how do you like manage or get rid of, or either try and like shield yourself from that stuff? So the biggest one, so uh, the reason I kind of stopped doing it, I settled down a while back a few years ago was, uh, um, 
sleep paralysis. So everybody talks about sleep paralysis. Sometimes it's a medical condition, wherever the case may be. I had never had it before. And, um, after I did this one, uh, investigation at a cemetery, you know, after that cemetery, I ended up, I ended up coming home and, uh, the sleep paralysis started happening and it started happening a little more. And the scariest one was where I, I mean, I thought I saw a woman in the room with me. I thought I saw a woman in the room and, 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 you know, and if you talk to anybody who's done these things before you look out, you wake up and it's like, you have full consciousness of, of what's going on around you. So I'm waking up and I see a woman in front of the bed and I'm like, holy shit. And then I look out and I, I see my dad still in the living room. I can see light coming from the hallway in the living room. My dad's in the living room and I'm yelling out for my dad in my head. And I can't, I can't, you know, get a hold of him. I can't get that voice out to him and, and reach out for help. And, and I just see her walk across, look at me and walk through into, I had another room in the back. It was like a laundry room. And man, I'm, I'm be honest with you. I was like, yeah, I'm, I need to, I need to calm the hell down. Like I need to stop for a little while. Cause that, it just freaked me out. Cause after that one, I was like, I didn't know if something did attach to me or not. Um, if that's what the case was, uh, like I said, I'm a firm believer in a lot of those things. So as far as, you know, uh, the bad ones coming around and the thing is the way I explain to people, you know, they say not to mess with Ouija boards. I, I will never mess with the Ouija board. Um, did it once. Uh, and, uh, and this is a true story, no BS. And I haven't told the story to many people, but, um, we did the Ouija board thing. We asked it to leave cause we felt like we were getting something, uh, some activity with the Ouija board, some responses. We asked it to leave. It said no. And after that, and do you, do you remember those, those phones that used to light up? Oh yeah. 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 Those the light up phones. Well, that some bitch just kept going off. It, it went off. We'd answer it and nothing would happen. We turn it and we, you know, hang up the phone. REM phone pod went off again. REM pods. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. So the phone went off, hung it up again. Um, it did about three times. Finally, we freaked out, took the cord out. I shit you not, man. That phone rang again one more time. No. <laughs> so whether, okay. whether it was an electronic thing, I don't know, but hell no. <laughs> so yeah, that was just a little much for me. I was a little younger. So um, yeah, it was crazy. I, I keep saying that I want to mess with the Ouija. I've, I've never, but I'm just like so curious, but I feel like I shit you not like the last week or two that I have keep saying that mm-hmm. I keep hearing all these horror stories and I'm just like, all right, okay. Well, fine. There's another I get one it. for you. Yeah, I know. I'm like, all right, okay. I won't do it. Fine. Yeah. Well, <clears> and, and the attachment thing. So this is the way I explain to people with the Ouija board. I feel like it's more of a, a gateway for whatever the history is behind. It. I haven't really looked up to where it started, how it started, to be honest, but the way I, I explained the to people, other day. you did. Yeah. So, yeah. and I want to hear about that because I'd like to know, but the way I explained it to people is, and, and, and maybe it works the same way when you're trying to do EVP sessions, because you're basically conducting a seance is what I tell people. Like when you're doing an EVP session, because you're trying to communicate with the dead, what other way is there to, to say that? You know what I mean? So, but the Ouija yeah. board, for some reason, maybe it's, maybe it's the, 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 the thought process and the energy that you bring to it because you know, and it, it symbolizes something evil. And I think the energy that people sit around and play with this thing actually know that they think that, so that's the energy that goes into it. That's mm-hmm. the energy that you're bringing out. Right. So my, my explanation to it is let's say you have, you're in the middle of a field, a blank open field, and you have a gate, there's a square closed off gate, and there's a bunch of dogs in there, right? You open that gate. What's the first dog that's probably going to come out to get you? The most aggressive one. Exactly. And that's how I explain the Ouija board. People like, I'm like, don't mess with it. It's just the energy that goes into it. Just it's, it's a lot of negative energy. Cause that's your thought process going into it. That you look at the Ouija board, you associate it with, you know, evil you do like, yeah. there's no doubt about that. So, um, I feel like the energy that you bring into it is the energy that comes out of it. So, um, that's my, that's my take on it, man. I mean, the first thing that's going to come at you is something that want to bite you. So, 
And so how do you protect against that? Or do you just like go in and hopefully nothing attaches? I, I take the positive energy. I, I, I go in with a strong mind. Um, a lot of ghost investigators and paranormal investigators will tell you, ghost hunters and paranormal investigators will tell you, you have to go in with this positive energy. And before even doing it, you have to prep yourself and know what you're dealing with. You have to prep yourself going into it, feeling, you know, strong and, and expecting, you know, if something happens, expect for it to happen and, and be strong about it and keep a strong mind of, of going into it. Um, there's tons of tons of websites out there that that sell you know holy water they sell saints protection saints and 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 you know metals and, and little trinkets and things like that uh, uh crystals you know that you can carry with you for the positive energy sage you know for for cleansing the air uh i honestly go in there with an open mind and a positive mind and i feel when i start the investigation i explain who i am and when i leave the investigation i let them know they're not allowed to follow me I go I straight up just tell them you're not allowed to come with me. You need to stay here. Thank you for speaking with us, but this is your place. This is where you stay. Um, I'm not one of those guys that, you know, uh, tells people if I go into a residential home, tells them that, you know, hey, we're going to get rid of the thing for you, whatever it is, the ghost, the the, the demon, whatever you feel is here. I'm not one of those guys. I, I don't know yeah. how to do that. I have no experience in doing that. Um, I, I find it hard. That's one of the things I find hard for people to say that they do because uh, it's once again, how do you know you did it? So. Um, yeah, I, it's just mentally preparing yourself, to be honest. Uh, rule number one, if you feel that there's something evil there, for me, if you walk into it and you just do not feel good, you can get the creeps. That's fine. But if you truly deep down in your body feel something is not right, get out. Cut it off. Go home. Like, don't even don't even try to uh, dig into it. Just leave it alone. Have you ever had, a, like, or I guess worked with, like, a medium or someone who says they can communicate with people who have passed on? Or would you be open to it? Yeah, I'd be open to it. I've never, I've never met anybody. I'm, I'm very skeptical when it comes to that. Um, I believe they exist, and I believe the ones that are are honest and truthful about it are the ones that aren't making money or trying to project themselves out to be. Uh, the ones that you know out of nowhere tell you. So, uh, my grand, like I said, family background. My grandmother was one of those where she told you, "Hey, don't do this," or "Hey, you know, I feel something," you know, and you went ahead and did it. Something bad ended up happening, and she knew it. And, you know, but she wasn't one of those that went out there, you know, um, she was known throughout the neighborhood to be a healer. Uh, you know, apparently she healed people. Funny. Yep. And apparently, you know, after she would heal somebody, she'd get really sick afterwards. It was mm. crazy. Yeah. She'd get sick. And, but she wasn't one of those that went out and told people, people just were, Hey, I have a friend and they'd go to my grandmother and she'd decide whether she was going to help them or not, you know, but she never made herself out there. Um, I just found out I have a cousin who never speaks about it. And apparently, you know, there's, there's some stuff out there that she sees and, and, you know, but once again, I never knew, nobody knows, you know, things like that. So I think the people that don't speak to it and, and keep it to themselves are the ones that are more likely to be the ones that are being honest and truthful about it. And I, I do believe they're out there. So, yeah. um, so it is what it is on that end. How do you go about finding these locations? Like, do people reach out to you or uh, do you go find them? Yeah. So the fun thing is, uh, once again, San Antonio, Texas, so much history and so much history about so many states. But, you know, it's not hard to find here. Uh, places like the Donkey Lady Bridge and the Ghost Tracks, all that, you know, obviously they're, they're not they're not going to be places that we, we really go to. They're fun to go hang out at. You know, I've, I've had a few beers at the Donkey Lady Bridge you know, uh, a few times. But uh, as far as finding the places, uh, the way I, I've done it now is my brother. So I've partnered with my brother um, and he has a page. And if you want to hear some interesting stories, go to give him a call. Um, his page is called Hasta la Muerte 
Chronicles. Uh, so we've partnered with him and we basically, he started his page and I was starting by at the same time. We were talking about it. We're like, Hey, well, let's do this together. So what he does is he digs up all the history, the historical places that things have happened, either murders or, you know, the ghost stories and, and finds the background in the stories to what, what's going on. So if there's hauntings in a certain hotel, he'll know what the hauntings are about. He'll find out what the history is behind it. And he posts these stories on his page. So definitely look him up. It's called Asala Muerte Chronicles on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, and so we partner with him. He says, Hey, I got this one place. Check this out. You know, whatever the case may be, and and we'll go. So that's how episode one was made. So he told us about the ghost of Walter Emmerich and the murder that happened in that room, and like, dude, let's let's do it. So many people have already investigated. Let's do it our way and go in there and, and do this. So um, there's different hotels. Like I didn't even know that there's a. I believe it's a Holiday Inn um, downtown. Uh, it used to be the old jailhouse. It used to be the the jailhouse, uh, the original the original jail of San Antonio, and it's a historical building. So even though they turned it into a hotel, if you go and look it up, um, you'll see that they haven't messed with the actual structural structural building itself, like the outside and everything. The, the bars are still on the windows, which wow. is really interesting for a hotel. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And um, the room where the the bodies used to be hung uh, for death sentencing, that the the hatch the hatch is still in one of the hotel rooms. The open hatch is oh, still there. No. Wow. That's interesting, right? You, I, yeah. I didn't know that. So yeah. my brother's, yeah, he digs up all this cool, interesting stuff, man. And and if you go look at it, if you Google it, look it up, man. It's it's pretty interesting. And they then uh, Sheriff Salazar, the sheriff now, still has the rope. And the reason they stopped the hangings, the public hangings in that area, was because the last body that they hung, the rope basically clear took off the dude's head and blood got all over, all, all over oh. the place. And it was a Jesus. pretty interesting story. So uh, Sheriff Salazar still has the bloody rope at the jail. Like he still has that rope. It's it's kind of like a you know. A token, Trophy? I guess, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's still out there. So there's just all that interesting stuff. My brother finds it for us and, and we go into it. So look up his page, man. He has a lot of cool stories on there. A lot of uh, history as far as uh, things that have happened within Texas and sometimes outside of Texas. It's pretty cool. So yeah, we try to go through that. Do these places charge you to like go investigate there? Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, they capitalize on that, man. Um, you know, uh, some places are about five, five bills, you know, to get in. Yeah. I always ask a question and usually I ask it at the very beginning, but I was just so into like whatever was going to happen that I was like, let's just go for it. Mm -hmm. uh, but what was your very first paranormal experience that you ever had that like kind of, or maybe something that kind of turned you on into like, okay, I'm a believer. Like let's kind of dive into this and find out what's, what's going on here. I don't think it was an experience. It was all the stories, all the ghost stories that my family had. Um, you know, my grandfather uh, apparently saw the devil when he was a younger child, uh, saw him in, in the basement of his school. Uh, on the on close to the, the on the west side of San Antonio, closer to downtown area. Um, yeah, so it was a lot of stories. Stories about my grandmother. Uh, my dad used to tell me a story about I believe it was his cousin or my cousin. I can't remember uh, back in the day on the west side. All this, all the ghost stories have it on the west side. You know, all the, all the you know. Um, but you know, there was a story about once again, and it, it's a lot of it's like kind of evil stuff. But um, uh, a story about he was sitting on the porch and he had there was like a field and he saw fire out in the field and apparently you know once he saw the fire that the story is or the, the legend and the myth is if you see a fire on the field there's buried treasure there there's something valuable hidden there so he hired men to go and dig into the the ground into the dirt to find what it was and once the men were pretty deep in they were digging they were digging and you know apparently it's a true story but it was a really cool story as they were digging they looked up and they saw a man standing there and they could swear that he had you know almost the foot of a of the the horse or whatever the, the the bull and they looked up and, and in spanish and he says you know why are you looking for something that isn't yours and the men freaked out jumped out of the hole two of them ended up getting sick uh it was pretty insane so just a lot of those stories just intrigued me um 
And that's when I went to it. My first actual ex- paranormal ex- uh, experience is uh, the Chinese graveyard. I don't know if you know about the Chinese graveyard in San Antonio, Texas. Um, yeah, so it's it's off of Zarzamora Road. It's out uh, going towards, I believe, 1604. Um, it's an old, it's gated now, but it's just one drive-in cemetery. It's an old, old cemetery. It's still, still used to this day. Uh, we went in there at night one time. And uh, while we went in, there's nothing really around it. Now there's like a big factory in the back and not a factory, but like a, I don't know if it's like a, a mechanic shop or whatever it is, but it's pretty far off, but it's in the middle of this field, in the middle of like the uh, country road out there. And we went into there one night just to, you know, conduct them. It was like one of my, I think it was not, if not my first, the, one of the first investigations I ever did. So we went in there with our cameras uh, and some uh, EVP recorders and stuff. And we get off the truck and we're setting up, I'm setting up a tripod for the camera. And as we're walking up, we set up the camera. I walk off into the graveyard and it's, one drive in, one drive out. You reverse to get out, and it just, the graves are just on the side, all on the side too. Um, it's pitch black out there because there's no lights. Like I said, it's out in the middle of the country. Uh, we went in there, and all these dogs started barking. I don't know where the dogs were, but they sounded like they were around us. Freaked me the hell out. I'm like, oh, dude, we're going to get bit, you know? Um, and all the dogs started barking, 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 barking. And I shit you not, they all stopped at the same time at one point. Oh, no. All the dogs just wow. like that. And I'm just like, uh, this, and once again, I was like, this doesn't feel right. Let's go. Yeah. So we got in the truck and we took off. Uh, when we went back and reviewed the video footage, um, a lot of people were skeptical about orbs, especially out in the, in the fields because they could be bugs. And I don't, yeah, I'd say 90% of the time they probably are bugs. Uh, mm-hmm. But this one was just different. Uh, we caught an orb and it went across and it, it didn't fly like a bug. It, it literally floated and it had this like motion to it where it was just like lingering in front of the camera, like in a way that the motion just wasn't normal and it had a, it almost like a comet. Like I had this streak of residual light coming mm-hmm. behind it and, like a and tail. It, yeah. And it just faded out. Like it didn't, it didn't, it didn't like come out of frame. It just disappeared out of nowhere. So that was my first one. And unfortunately the, my old eight millimeter tapes, um, got ruined, uh, in a, in a very <laughs> ugly event. So yeah, uh, I don't have that video anymore. I wish I did. That was before we could, you know, transfer those eight millimeters into like, you know, uh, wave files the and everything like that. Yeah. So, um, but that was my first like real big experience that I had when I first started and it was so cool. And to this day, I love, I, I still gives me chills about the dogs, man. I don't know how yeah. they just, they just literally stopped at one time. And I was like, did they have an alarm system? Like the, the dog yeah. bargain. And, but I'm like, <laughs> why would they have one of those out there? Like it just made no sense. I was looking for a reason, but you know, I couldn't think of one. So they were hellhounds. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very, um, because I mean, we, we also got like heard a lot of stories growing up and I think it's just the cult, the Hispanic culture. I mean, cause you're, you're Hispanic, right? Uh, yeah. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the Hispanic culture, you know? Um, and just cause we grew up with a lot of that stuff. And if you listen on, on our, episode four our halloween is four right our halloween special um our grandmother also talked to us about a story where she also saw the devil or what she thought was the devil you know um she knew like she like she felt in her heart that that was the devil so we also grew up with all those stories and that's i think part of the reason why uh, as well that we started kind of you know getting into this and and being so fascinated by by everything you know what i mean and we just haven't taken that step into you know paranormal investigation yeah, I mean, uh, I'm happy to have y'all join along. Yes, I mean, okay. I, that was like... <laughs> <laughs> She's been waiting for the invitation since I told her we were having you on. Oh, my God. By all means, yeah. Um, 
by all means I mean, yeah f- please um i i'll be happy to invite you guys once we find a solid one where we can take it like you have to be real picky on on how many people you bring along in my in my experience um you know the less the better but if we're going to go mm-hmm. to a fun location by all means you know I, I don't mind um it's just when we're doing the really serious investigation where you really want to do something uh the less better just because you don't want any uh false uh, you know uh, false positives and stuff and and, and evidence being you know uh, tampered with because you know more people walking is more thought process of recordings and hearing somebody, something that really wasn't there because of the footsteps or, you know, wherever the case may be, you know, more people, uh, you know, being there is just causes more disruption, I think. So, but when we do the fun places, yeah, I'd be happy to to bring along, you know, and if we've already done an investigation in one place, by all means, we we, will happy to go back and and bring some people along with us um, if they want. So um, yeah, one of the places uh, that we like to go to is cemetery one, which is really big. It's huge. I mean, it's massive cemetery. One of the oldest cemeteries in San Antonio, Um, very historical, a lot of famous people buried there. Uh, Like I said, once you go to my brother's page, um, uh, Aslamuerta Chronicles, he has story, a story on there. There was an actress uh, that lived here um, that was buried. I believe it was with her Ferrari. So there's an actual like like yeah, there's a sports car buried in wow. that cemetery with her. She she made she made sure that I think her last name was West. She's an actress named West. Um, so yeah, a lot of fun stuff like that. But we went there not too long ago, about a month or two ago, and uh, my wife just getting into this. She never wanted to really dabble in it. She once again, she just feels like a lot of it is ne- not so much ghosts. She feels that they're evil. She she firmly believes that these are these are evil things and they're not real ghosts and they deceive you and i love bringing her along too because she's a huge skeptic like she will debunk anything and everything that she can and i love that i'm like find the reason like tell me so i can you know um but it's funny because when we watch those ghost hunter shows uh, one of the like the haunted side there's there's always somebody that says oh i got the chills i got the chills you know oh it's cold i feel cold and she's like oh my god why do they always get cold and i'm like it happens you know trust me it happens so one of the first nights i took her with me to the cemetery we walk into this one area and the reason we went to this one area it's kind of a walled off uh, area and uh, there's a family uh, the Gro- the Groose family that's buried there it's there it's like a squared off area and they're all buried along the wall and the last time we were there, we had um, some uh, my niece's uh, my niece's friends and stuff were there, and um, we're, my brother was kind of giving them a tour in the history of the place. And one of the girls didn't feel right; she felt kind of dizzy and out of it, and she just didn't feel good. So they walked out of that area. Well, one thing is that people, you know, say that spirits and ghosts can be, uh, you know, felt through electromagnetic energy. Uh, too much electromagnetic energy can cause a person to feel dizzy disoriented things like that so that's kind of like hmm two and two you kind of put two and two together uh so i was like let's go check it out over there so me and my buddy went walking over there um and we took the emf meter and once we were there i tried to do an evp session nothing happened uh walked away and as i'm walking out my evp uh, meter spikes and alerts me so i'm like oh man we got a reading so we decided we're going to go back so we, when we went back and i took my wife we started setting up our cameras and started setting up everything um i look over to her and she's standing there with her arms crossed and she's like and she made a face and i'm like what's wrong and she's like nothing and i was like what's wrong she's like i got chills and it was a very humid night that night i'll tell you that much um and i was like oh you got chills did you i was like oh interesting and i was like hmm that, that's not so not so funny anymore is it and she was like shut up you know she was all yeah. upset about it. but she felt those chills the cool part about it is if you go to our instagram page um there's a part on there where um right after that my brother's behind us and he's taking pictures at first he's looking at it and we went through the lighting process. My, my cameraman is a professional, very, very tenured photographer that's worked with, you know, he, he does Adobe, he does Photoshop, he does everything with lighting. Um, he, he looks at all our photos and tries to, you know, debunk anything that comes out of them. What's funny is after that, it's happened with my wife, my brother took a picture and we see two shadow figures standing in front of my wife 
and I outline them and map them out on the picture so you can see it. But one oh, looks like he has a no. freaking one looks like he has a freaking cowboy hat on. But they're standing right in front of my wife, which was the interesting part. Which is she's the only one that uh, felt anything that night. Um, so if you get a chance, go and look at that. So it's pretty cool. So yeah, that's yes. that. So I, uh, that's a very cool cemetery to go to. There's a lot of history, a lot of things going on there too. So if you ever get a chance, go drive by it. I was going to ask how how difficult is it for like. Um Cause then like you were talking about like, not like wanting, or it's better to not have that many people and stuff like that. I mean, you're investigating in, in a, in a, basically in an uh, active, I guess, hotel, meaning that there's guests there and stuff like that. So how do you get around that? Like getting a lot of like, you know, noise. noise. Yeah. And stuff like that. Documentation. So any investigation, you're going to look for all the reasons why it's not a ghost. You know, you, you go into it thinking, you know, I'm not expecting to see something, but you're hoping to. And you want to basically, from the minute you start your actual investigation, you start documenting, document, document, document. Uh, if you if you kick something on the floor, you document that. If you hear something uh, something in the other room, you document that. Um, you're basically canceling out every known possible thing. And yeah, and it's hard. Like that that cemetery, the cemetery one, it's on the main road. You know, it's on like Houston Street or Commerce or something like that. So it's hard to do EVP sessions there because you get a lot of traffic. You get a lot of things like that. So. Um, in hotels like that, yeah, it is a little more difficult, but if you're doing it in the middle of the night and on a weekday where there's not a lot going on, and right now during the quarantine, it's even more perfect because there's no traffic going on out there, um, it's it's a lot easier to, to separate, you know, the, 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 the noises that aren't there, you know. Well, one of the questions I was going to ask was, which, what's been your favorite uh, location so far and, like, why was it, like, you got good evidence oh. or it was just, like, extra creepy? Um. Honestly, just this last one, the Gunter, just because that bathroom session, like I've never had anything creep up on me like that. Yeah. The bathroom session. Um, it was just, I mean, I've never been scared. Like that legit scared me. Like it was just nuts. Like it was like, I don't know, like I was creeped out probably a good 30 minutes afterwards, man. I still had goosebumps. Like just because of that, like, cause I, you know, you have to be there. Like if you look at it, um, it feels, I don't know. It's just, it's a different feeling when you know it could have been something uh, else, but this, I know what it was. And because I knew what it was and I knew that there was no other reason for it, it scared the hell out of me. And, and I love that. Don't get me wrong. I love it. So hold on, time out real quick. I don't know how, but my computer went from being fully charged to about 3%. Uh, it's a brand new computer. Oh, so man. I'm going <laughs> to let me go like plug it in. Uh, so that we don't lose any of this audio. Give me like one second. Sorry. You know, the other day, uh, something, I guess, fell out of my girl's closet and they don't know how it happened or whatever. And my daughter got after me. She's like, dad, she's like, this is all your fault. She's like, you're the one doing that. I'm like, it ain't me. Like, you know, it's <laughs> first time something. Um, but it, I think it's just the little events that have been happening. Like, uh, her feeling like something was following her down the stairs. She thought it was me. And, you know, asking my wife, like, Hey, did, you know, did something, you know, no, it was dad following me down the stairs. And my wife's like, no, he's been up here the whole time. Uh, you know, and she was like, are you sure he wasn't trying to scare me? And my wife's like, no, like that wasn't your dad. Like he's been up here. He's like, he was right behind me on the steps. I could feel him walking and i could hear him walking down the steps with me and my wife's like that wasn't him and so uh after i heard that story i went in and got our sls camera have you seen the sls cameras the connect cameras the 360 connect cameras um how they yeah. Kind of thing. yeah yeah so um, i had just gotten that like i had just bought one and i was like oh, let's, see if, let's see if this bad boy works you know so i went and um i'll send you this photo if you want to put this on the show and i'll send it to you i'll send you the photo um because i haven't posted on our page i posted one where uh we were in a room one time and you see a stick figure floating you see something floating it has the arms and feet and it looks crazy 
but the one that I got here in the house, I've never posted. But uh, so it's an interesting is after that happened, I went and got the SLS camera and I went outside to the stairway. Didn't see anything in the stairway, but when I turned, I got my girl's bedroom um, outside of the bedroom in the hallway, uh, right in front of the stairs and uh, in front of the room, pitch black. There's nothing there that would give it a false positive. There's nothing in that hallway that would map that would give him the SLS camera to map out a human. It's just a wall and it's pitch black. It's pitch black. It's a wall. And it caught, it caught someone standing outside the girl's door. And so I was like, yeah. So, you know, it was just really creeping the girl. I'm talking out loud. They're upstairs, but the girls don't know about that one either. Um, But yeah, so it's pretty pretty crazy. So after she went down the steps, you know, I, I caught that stick figure outside of the room. And I'll be happy to get, I'll send you all that picture in a little while if yeah. you want. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's pretty creepy, man. So little things like that, you know, I, I love it. I, I mean, it creeps me out, but I love it. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, these devices are actually picking up actual, you know, paranormal activity that is real evidence. Um, they're very, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, very, um, iffy topic with a lot of people, you know, legit, like scientific ghost hunters don't believe in the SLS. They don't believe in spirit boxes, you know, and I, I get it. And I totally understand it. And I'm on both ends of the spectrum. I'm like, yes, I believe it, but I also don't because you never know. It could be, you know, something that not concrete, but um, yeah. So that uh, I, I feel in that instance, I felt like there was something there just because you feel it and you know it. And, yeah. Uh, you know, this is off of a, a, a belief system. Paranormal investigating is, is a, it's, it's a belief. It's not, you know, it's not, you have to really believe in it to know that it's there and, and actually experience it. And like I said, I want to experience someone pulling my sheets off of my bed on me, you know, cause that way, you know, I can 110% tell you this shit is real, you know? Yeah. Um, but deep down from the little things that I have experienced, I know it's real, you know, I, I yeah. it's the little things, but you know, you just want, you just want to be able to say like, look, dude, like, and, and I want people that don't believe to experience it too. So that they know, like, you know, there's no explanation for your sheets getting pulled off your bed and, and, you know, someone sitting on the bed next to you and feeling that imprint and feeling that energy. Like I, I just, I wish people that were non-believers would experience that in a good way. I don't want anything bad yeah. or relevant to happen to them, but you know, um, it's just, it's so cool. It's so interesting to know that there's something out there other than what we are here. There's another you know, realm of it. So, um, yeah, I, I love that stuff, man. I love yeah. It. Um, yeah. And there's, there's connections too. So some people ask like, you know, how, how come like in the hotels, like, cause the, the ghost at, and I just keep bringing this up cause it's just so, so recent. Um, and there's just so much behind it that I was like, Oh my God, this is such a crazy place. Um, the ghost of Walter Mick that's supposedly in that room. Why did he end up in that room? Right. But, when he, because he went to the St. Anthony Hotel and they found him a few days later in the St. Anthony Hotel. And here's the weird thing: he re, he kept requesting the same room, six three six, six three six, and they couldn't give it to him at the St. Anthony when he was on the run, uh, and he was checking oh, in man. under a different name. Um, so they gave him five three six, a floor below. Uh, we don't know why he wanted six three six, but my point being, he shot himself before the police could make it into his room. So there's photos and all that on the episode mm-hmm. where we show him dead on the bed where he shot himself. Um, but the funny thing is, they're like, how is he over here? at the Gunter when he shot himself at the St. Anthony hotel. Well, here's a cool thing. When we went back a few weeks later, uh, we got another tour. Well, we found out that in one of the boiler rooms, there used to be actual, an underground tunnel to that hotel. And you'll never guess where that underground tunnel leads to the St. Anthony hotel. That's insane. Wow. So That's I cool. was like, dude, like, cause I kept telling myself that was one of my things being a little skeptical, but I was like, why would he be here? Like, why, is, why do they think it's Walter Emmerich in this hotel? Like if he shot himself in the St. Anthony, shouldn't be at the St. Anthony asking him questions, you know, not here. Yeah. And then we're doing this tour and one of the guys shows us, he tells us, Hey, check this out. And he opens up this big old metal door and it's like all creepy. I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. What's that? And it's just a doorway that has another piece of metal covering the door like it's just a metal wall and he was like this is a tunnel and i was like oh shit i was like okay well where's it go and he was like it goes it, it goes straight to the saint anthony hotel 
I was like, wow. And in my mind, I was like, did, I was like, did the cops know about this? I was like, maybe that's how he got away. Like, because they couldn't oh, find him for days. Yeah. And all of yeah. a sudden, they got suspicious when this guy made it to the St. Anthony Hotel. I was like, I don't know. But it was just crazy how there's a tunnel that led to the St. Anthony Hotel. And here we have a ghost that's here that killed himself, killed himself in the St. Anthony Hotel. I was like, you know, I was like trying to link the two together. Like, how would this be possible? And that was just kind yeah. of a cool little fact. So, I don't know. So, yeah. 636, Apocalypse Revealed, number 636. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of the of their torment will ascend forever and ever. This symbolizes their love of self and the world and the ensuing lusts and stemming from the uh, from these um, conceit of their own intelligence and torment in hell because of them. Wow. So, and the funny thing too I don't know is if that well, has anything to do with it. But I, no, you know, I don't and, think so. I don't think so. Okay. I hope no. Let's hope not. <laughs> uh, no. Well, the funny thing is when you get off the elevator on that floor too, um, the elevators are marked with the floors that they are, and there's three elevators on that floor. So when you get off and you look at the elevators, it just says six, six, six. When you get off the elevator on those floors, wow. and, so, and that was creepy too. My brother pointed that. I was like, dude, check that out. And I was like, dude, yeah, you're right. And so my brother from Austin oh, okay. Chronicles, he was like, dude, I've never noticed that. And I was like. Yeah, it's kind of freaky, man. I was like, and yeah. and the funny thing is that door is right in front of the the six six six. So like, you get off you get off the elevator, and mm. as soon as you take that left, the door was supposed to go straight into it. It's not there anymore because of the remodel. But originally, right. that door led right into that. So it's just you know cool little creepy facts like that that make it fun. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah man, who knows? Who knows? Uh, just just fun little interesting facts like that that make this make this what it is, and how 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 much fun it is to to get creeped out. And, and I'm sorry that I was looking this up, but oh, no, I'm like, glad you did, man. You That's talked cool. about it, and I was just like, I, I have to because the only other thing that I found was the angel number six three six, and it just says it's uh, simply a message to encourage uh, you to be patient. Your guardian angel uh, can like see the determination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes the story just a little yeah. bit cooler. No, yeah, yeah. And, and I love that, man. And I kind of want to get more into that. Like, I want to start studying, like you know, demonology and 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 all those things because. I'm into all of that and I love it. And, um, you know, I, I feel if you have a strong mind and, and you, you, like I would, I would straight up just want to be present in the, in, in a room where, a, uh, an exorcism is happening, which they do happen still, you know, I want to, I want to be there when that happens. I want to see it. I want to experience it and know, you know, I want to explore all those realms of the paranormal and, and, um, you know, other world, you know, um, things that happen within this, this, this world. So, um, it's just interesting that things like that happen maybe there is a connection. I, I don't know. I can't say that there is, yeah. I, but I, I love it. I love it. I'm glad you looked that up, man. It's so cool. Yeah. I just uh, recently finished. I have to listen to audiobooks because I take forever to read them. But uh, the, <laughs> same way, man. The, trust me. Yeah. The the demonologist. Um, I can't. I'm like blanking on the name of the author right this second. But um, it's about Ed and Lorraine Warren's like whole history and everything. Basically, all the the things. Let me see. What is it? Gerald Brittle. Is is the yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the demonologist, like just hearing, because like the, the author is, or not the author, I'm sorry, but the narrator does like bits and pieces of like actual audio that they got from, from different like poltergeist activity and like possessions and stuff. And like the way that he does it is so good. And I'm just like, oh God, no, like, I, like this is creepy. I can't even imagine what the actual audio sounds like. And yeah. when he does like the grunts and like the growling and everything, I'm just like, no, done. <laughs> I can't yeah, listen no, to it. I just... Oh man, that's it, it, it is scary. You know, it is scary, and I think that's what yeah. I get out of this too. Um, 
you know, and I've always been that, that adrenaline junkie looking for something, you know, exciting to do. You know, I was, I was a deputy here in San Antonio for, uh, almost good seven years, I believe before I, I tried to venture off in, in career change and I wanted to do film and writing and all that. Did you experience a lot of like, did you, or any paranormal things like being on the job or, or do no, you feel like no, you I, have I, most of my time, that? most of my time being, uh, I did work in the detention center, the main jail. Um, uh, so I, I never experienced anything like that. And especially in the jail, I never saw anything like that. Um, uh, but, uh, as, uh, other stories, there's, there's a YouTube video that we put out there, the wildflower cemetery here in San Antonio. We went and checked it out. Um, but the funny thing about the cemetery is they've gotten a lot of calls. Deputies get a lot of calls out there. Uh, so one deputy apparently saw some women that were digging. They got a call about some people in the, in the cemetery. There's some ladies that were digging and, uh, they were by a grave digging, digging, digging. The deputy drives in, tells him, Hey, come here. Let me talk to you. Uh, the deputy's calling to him. They're ignoring him. They finally look at him. They get up and they go behind a tree. And apparently I think it was like two crows or I forget what, what it was, but the women disappear. He never saw them again. Never oh, saw them again. Whole body chills like all over right now. Oh, never saw them again. Uh, yeah. And there's, uh, and I don't know if it was that one, but there was another one where I believe he saw, uh, no, th- and then there was another deputy who drove in there, uh, got a call about somebody being in there, went, uh, showed up to the cemetery, saw a man uh, in the cemetery. Well, when the man started walking towards the car, when he called him over, had no legs. He had no legs, and he kind of just disappeared. The deputy flipped out, took off, quit, and refused to go into that area again. Like, he was like, I'm not – he quit shortly after. He refused to patrol that area again, like, wanted nothing to do with it. Um, when the deputy that saw the women went over there, he saw that there were stuff on the graves that showed like markings, like almost like it was like a witchcraft kind of thing. Um, some, some kind of a thing that they were doing there on the grave, but he, the deputy swears up and down, like those women were nowhere to be found after they went behind that tree that he could not find them. So yeah, that cemetery is pretty interesting. We're- and I think it's cool too. Cause like, um, that whole, the ladies running behind the tree and then like turning into birds is mm-hmm. like also a very Hispanic, like, um, lechuzas thing. Yeah. The lechuzas. Yeah. yeah. So, and I remember one time I saw one of those mother mothers, you know, land on this tree <laughs> that we have outside of the house. Like I just saw this big old white ass owl and those aren't really, I mean, at least I've only seen them about maybe three times in my life here, uh, in Brownsville or in the Valley. Yeah. I've never seen one. Yeah. But that thing, like just, it came it was huge and it just landed in the tree and then uh i remember seeing it i remember calling like to my dad and my mom and and i told him hey look that this you know this owl you know just landed or this bird i guess i don't i don't even remember if i knew it was an owl uh landed in the tree and then like as soon as they got to the door like to look at it it flew off like why do you, why do you have all these stories that you've never told me? Like I've never heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> we lived together for eighteen years. <laughs> I, I remembered. Uh, I just remember that one right now that he was talking about. You know, the the lechuzas and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? I I remember. You know that happening. So many stories out there, man. Uh, my brother asked to talk. Bring this up with my brother if you get him on here. Um, he has tons of stories. Uh, you know, he has. He's he's older than me. He's he's, he's a good like twelve. 14 years older than me. So, uh, you know, growing up with on the West side and everything of San Antonio and, and just hearing the family stories, he's heard a ton more. He's experienced a lot, a lot more than I have. Um, sorry. I like, you know, how you get those shadow people things. I, I, I'm not even BSing you just, uh, like, I saw something in front of me in the garage right here. Um, uh, so yeah, he has tons of stories, man. He has like tons of stories, uh, 
from our, our past, from our family history. Uh, so I, I really want you to get him on here, man, because he, he has such cool stories to tell you. And, and, and he's one of the reasons I got into this too as, as a young kid, just because, you know, I heard all the stories about from him and, and the things he used to experience in his house. You know, he used to see things in his house all the time. Um, and the, the, you know, I think he's had some experiences with the Lachusas as well. So he would have some stories to tell you about that as well. So there's a lot of things that happen to him for some reason. He might be a magnet for it. I'm not too sure. Uh, but he's, he's experienced a lot of stuff like that as far as a lot of that, that uh, old, um, you know, the, the legends and myths and everything that we've experienced as a Hispanic culture. I mean, I, and I appreciate you for accepting invitation, man. Cause I, no, I've seen you, you post on the, on the, on the page of the group a couple times. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, I really want to get a, a paranormal investigator on. And, and like I said, I, I've seen him post a few times. I was like, let me see if he'd be willing to do oh, this. Oh yeah, man. I'm, there's nothing special about me at all. Or, you know, just, there's a lot more guys that have probably that have done this their entire life, like without any breaks within San Antonio that are great. Um, I've seen him post on the page quite a few times, uh, like the Texas, uh, what's it? Uh, San Antonio ghost hunters. Uh, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they go on like Fox news, uh, or, you know, KBB news, whatever it was. KBB oh, news. Wow. I don't even think it's still a thing. Um, um, but yeah, they, they're, they're out there. You might want to get a hold of them. There's, there's a lot of groups within San Antonio actually, um, that, that are, I'm pretty sure will will oblige you by giving you some probably better stories too. Cause like I said, I, I've recently got back into it a few months ago and, and had had a few investigations since then. But as a kid, you know, not like, well, I won't say kid, a young adult in twenties and, and, and so on, um, uh, did quite a few back then too. But, uh, yeah, as far as since I've dead, dug back into it I've, I've experienced a lot already and it's 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 so interesting but yeah i appreciate you having me back uh not having back but having me on the show so there's anywhere people can reach you get hold of you if they have questions or anything yeah um definitely so if you ever you know have any questions or, or want to reach out to us uh, for an investigation or anything like that you can get a hold of us on through email at the paranormal journal show at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook and instagram and youtube um at the paranormal journal um so if you look us up uh, through that um on my personal instagram that is public that you can look at is writer j mendez uh so if you want to look me up there and get a hold of me there you can get a hold of me there um my brother's site like i said i have to shout it out because he's a partner with us in the show uh it's hasta la muerte chronicles he's on facebook and instagram so look him up so you can get a hold of him uh, if you have any questions or want to look at some of the cool history that he posts within you know san antonio texas throughout all of texas and stuff like that so uh please by all means look them look him up and and give us a, a look and, and you know hopefully we we entertain you Thank you guys so much. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank All right, you guys. Man. All right. Take it easy. I don't know. Can you start it? Are you, are you pissed through it? I'm kind of annoyed. Yeah. Uh, here. I'll just, I'll just talk about that. <laughs> I'll start with that. I just, sorry. I like can't figure out like how to end this episode or start this outro because I'm just super pissed that I just now realized I've been recording with the computer microphone and not my goddamn like professional microphone so if the audio sounded like shit this entire episode i'm sorry my fault for not checking i like can't even start this segment because i'm just so mad at myself (laughs) no i mean i should have i i usually try and and you know catch those things before and i i mean honestly on my end when i was listening to you it sounded fine so i didn't even realize that you weren't using the mic the proper mic until like you connected and you're like hey um you know this and the 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 audio and i'm like oh dude you know what it does sound a lot better now so it it shouldn't be too bad i'm just mad it's fine anyway how about that episode guys i enjoyed it i i was excited to begin with and then like you know after like actually talking to him more i was kind of like oh shit dude this is pretty tight like 
I didn't know. I don't know. It's because I didn't know what to expect. I just I had like I'd see I'd seen Joseph post a few times on the on the the Facebook group, and then um, I told Michelle, "Hey, uh, what do you think about this?" And I didn't I didn't know. I mean, I you know I didn't know what she was gonna say. Um, I didn't know if she was gonna say, "Let's save it for later," or this or something. And I was like, but then she was like, "Yes." I was like, "Okay, let's do it." <laughs> Yeah, no, I and then I you heard my excitement when he's like, Yeah, we'll take you on an investigation. I'm like, this is literally all I wanted. So yeah, literally like from I, I don't think it was like the first day, but like fairly, you know, close after I told her that, you know, he had accepted, she was like, Man, I hope he invites us on an investigation. <laughs> I just well, I mean, it's something that I've always wanted to do, right? But have like I said in the episode, I've always been too chicken shit. So but also like if I have someone who has done it enough and like you know, has a better understanding and better knowledge as far as like how to do it or what to do. I think I will feel better, safer somehow. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to like conjure a demon myself. Um, so yeah, I would love to. And obviously you gonna have to like update you guys and maybe we can get some audio while we're out there and, and make an episode out of it. Yeah. Be cool. Figure out how to do that for sure. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, have him back on eventually and definitely talk to his brother and, you know, see what stories he's got and, you know, his experiences and stuff like that. Um, that'd be pretty, pretty cool, you know, and I, and I just like the like his mentality towards the ghost hunting, you know what I mean? You know, about trying to find information and, and, and stuff like that and just not going like everything is you know, something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's um, still some skepticism to it. You know, healthy skepticism, yeah. your cat, dude. Yeah. It, it'd be cool to hear what his brother has to say. Um, you know, like I said, his there, like he said, you know, maybe he has more stories as far as family's concerned and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it'd be pretty cool. Um, and yeah. And just like, again, that's the skepticism I think is very, it's good to, you know, just not believe everything like you're hearing or seeing or listening to or, you know, thinking that event blowing this is, you know, something, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I'm also excited to see those pictures that he said that he wanted to I know. Those. Yeah. Well, I kind of want to just look it up right now. Um, but, well, yeah, we'll be putting those in uh, on our Instagram and Facebook. So if you guys follow us there and you want to hear what exactly he's talking about, um, we'll be posting those on, on there so you can take a look should be interesting and also we'll link his youtube channel and his instagram and everything you guys need to know uh to be able to go check his stuff out um and watch his videos on youtube uh and if you want to share any of your stuff with us guys i mean go ahead and write it write us dm us email us uh we can do listener stories or we can do an interview with you Uh, you can be 100 anonymous uh, we don't even have to mention your name at the beginning of the, in- of the interview if you don't want to, or we could um, just not mention your name in the story as well. But uh, you need to go ahead and send us a DM or an email to our Instagram, which is We Believe Do You Podcast uh, at We Believe Do You Podcast. Twitter is at WBDY Podcast. Our Facebook is We Believe Do You with a question mark, and our email is We Believe Do You at gmail.com so uh make sure to write those stories in guys because we want to hear from you because we believe do you